This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. This episode of Grassroots Marketing on CannabisReady.com is brought to you in part by the Columbine Label Company. No matter what your product, food, beverage, beauty, or industrial, to name a few, we can manufacture your label. Learn more at ColumbineLabel.com. CannabisRadio.com presents Grassroots Marketing on Location, featuring exclusive one-on-one interviews with those impacting and evolving the cannabis industry. We now take you on location to the 2018 NCIA Cannabis Business Summit in San Jose, California. We're here day two at the 2018 NCIA Cannabis Business Summit here on CannabisRadio.com. And I'm joined, I, you know, some people might not know on the air, but on Twitter, I'm known as King of Podcasts. Your local producer, Brasco, here that, uh, Produces a lot of the programming that you see on that you hear on the network, more than you know, three thousand plus and more of content that we do each and every week here on the network. So I'm joined by royalty, and I'm joined by Canada Royalties Corporation President and General Counsel Afsal Hassan. Afsal, thank you for being here on Cannabis Radio. My pleasure. So talk to me a little bit about. <clears throat> first of all, give me the elevator pitch about Canada Royalty. What is it that you do? Absolutely. So we've got a relatively simple business model. Uh, Our long-term goal is in about five to 10 years, our end state should look something like a traditional house of brands, Uh, be it a Diageo, a Rothman Benson Hedges, a Procter & Gamble, a Pepsi Frito-Lay. That's our ambition. And frankly, it's the ambition of most, if not all, cannabis companies that are producing products in the space. Uh, What sets us apart is our approach. Uh, We're not going at it by buying up every license you can in the space. We're not going at it by trying to make our own products and hope that we're going to come out the winner uh, because we have the best products. Because the reality is there are hundreds of people out there that make really impressive products that I would love to sell and distribute. And I would never try and devalue the contribution of all these entrepreneurs that have paved the way for this industry too. Our business model uh, centers around a distribution-focused strategy and cooperation and partnership with existing entrepreneurs. So I split it up into three stages. Phase one for us is to become the leading distributor of cannabis products in the state of California. 
phase two is to take the products that we see rise to the top of the, the platform, the ones that are the most successful in a continuing basis over time, and then acquire those brands. Phase three is to take our brand portfolio from the state of California and then deploy it into other markets, either through cross-licensing or out-licensing with third parties that have infrastructure over there, or by building out that infrastructure ourselves. So that's how we get to our end state in five or 10 years, is three simple steps. Now, talk to me about, because you know there is enough right now to really, I think the environment is good enough where, I mean, you have enough businesses that are not globally public and, and very, uh, no, you know, uh, very visible. But when you're trying to make a brand visible globally, what's the race look like right now for cannabis to have that first public, I mean, non unforgettable visible brand? Yeah. Where's the race on that right now? How close are we to getting to that? We're getting closer and closer. I think there are a number of very recognized brands that are getting very close to having that type of recognition. But a key part that holds us all back is the fact that we can't use traditional advertising media channels. And so I think the way that it's actually going to have to have to happen is that it resonates through the media and through other types of sociocultural tools and channels in a way that is news driven. What you see, I mean, I think Jewel is a great example, so I'm sure you're familiar with yeah, that company. Yeah, and their notoriety and infamy is actually, frankly, what a large part of what has brought out the story. It's not necessarily the advertising that they may be doing in any particular place, it's the fact that they're in the news. And I think that is gonna be a huge tool for cannabis businesses to use. If you can get a product into the news and uh, uh, really resonating in the cultural fab fabric, that's mm -hmm. where you might see the first national or global brand really start to emerge. Now the other thing you talk about is how California being the world's most discerning customers, but you feel like California is a great test market for seeing if a brand can expand itself to other markets. Tell me why you think that is. Is it just because of the concentration of businesses, or do you think the consumers are just that good a market to work with? I mean, it is hands down. I ran a scorecard on every jurisdiction in the world for cannabis, and California was not just ahead of the pack, but in a whole other world. Uh, the regulatory system in most other states is mediocre to bad, and that's the sad reality of it. They're extremely restrictive, they're not good for business, the list goes on, but California has one of the most sensible regulatory systems that allows for a balance of entrepreneurship and protection of the consumer and a viable business opportunity for, for companies. And so that's step one, is the best cannabis regulatory system in the world. Step two, the biggest cannabis market market in the world. There is no other jurisdiction that has more consumers in it than California in terms of an open cannabis jurisdiction. So volume of consumers that are there, also a big factor. But more importantly than all these things, California has played an amazing role in actually developing brands in our history. It has been the place where brands have emanated. I mean, I'm proud to be a Canadian citizen and that's where I was born and it's always gonna hold a special place in my heart, but Let's not kid ourselves. There are not very many global brands that have ever emerged from Canada, and it's because of structural elements. I mean, right. California sits at the nexus of so many different media channels, technology channels, trends, etc., that it can have a global impact for things that are happening over here, whereas there is very few other places in the world that can have that type of impact. And so you layer that onto also some of the most discerning consumers in the world, too, 
what you've got is the most competitive place in the world. This is not going to be an easy place to win, but our belief is if you win it here, you are going to win it across the world. You know, and it's interesting how you say that about Canada because of the fact that you do have legalization. A lot of companies are looking to invest a lot of money. I mean, you have a lot of billion, I mean, million dollar mergers now, multi-million dollar mergers. Multi-billion dollar. Uh, multi-billion dollar, excuse me, yes. And, but it's interesting that you still, you, you definitely are, are dedicated to California and I understand a lot of people feel the same way. Now, what about distribution, not only from urban markets, which is obviously metropolitan areas, what about flyover America? What about rural areas that, when you're talking about distribution, I mean, to be that brand and being able to go and have the pipeline to distribute your products out there, whoever you represent, how do you work around that? Well, we're not actually working around it. We're trying to create those pipes uh, for everybody else. So this is a core part of our business model is as a distributor, we're looking to take the steps to actually serve those rural markets because you know what, if you're running a single brand, it's not economical for you to drive trucks out to Eureka or Shasta Lake up in the north of California or into the interior or into the valleys as well. But if I'm carrying 50 brands like we are on our platform right now, it makes a lot more sense for me to do the work to create that infrastructure, have the trucks running there day to day and have the products flowing. And so that's a huge problem that we saw that we wanted to take upon ourselves to do not because we want to hoard those pipes for ourselves and just get our products out into those dispensaries because you know what there is no monopoly somebody else can run a truck up there as well we want to build them so that other people work with us cooperatively and we can all build bigger market over here absolutely now you say yourself about how building a building a world-class logistics platform and supporting contract manufacturing assets the growth of new and established cannabis brands can be spearheaded so elaborate a little more about the logistics. Well, the logis- I mean, it's, it's a multi-featured package. We came to this business strategy by operating two very small brands, uh, which we acquired two years ago, and then realizing that all the ingredients for success that they needed just did not exist. There were no distributors. There were no contract manufacturers. There weren't a multitude of things, including banking, for example, that they need to actually thrive and sustain themselves as companies. And that's why we started to go down the path of building distribution infrastructure uh, by acquiring and merging partners that we were working with that had individual components of what we saw as being necessary in this market. So logistics is a big part of it. But in addition to that, we've tacked on things like contract manufacturing, compliance, and other types of dedicated support that we can offer to our partners as a value add. Because what we want to do is create the environment in which they are best equipped to succeed and serve the consumer because ultimately that's how we win as a distributor. The more the consumer can buy through and the more they trust in this market, the better we're going to do as a distributor, the better the retailers are going to do and the better the brands are going to do. It's the classic win-win that you're always looking for. Now you add the title of general counsel to you. So, I mean, are you very much uh, on hands-on when it comes to contractual agreements and trying to build this for brands? Uh, Absolutely. I mean, all these relationships, I try my best to be involved right from the outset. I mean, there is a certain personal interaction right now that is critical, especially as people are trying to learn to trust people as well. I mean, a big part of why these things and relationships don't exist right now is the fact that people haven't felt comfortable trusting each other yet. And that means that there is a need for everybody in our company from the top to the bottom to have that high touch interaction so that people know and understand that we care and we, we are trustworthy people. So 
Absolutely. My day-to-day -day of working on contracts is thankfully less than it used to be a year ago or three years ago. And it's just a matter of bandwidth as well. But the relationship building that goes into the contract, I see that as critical uh, for us. And uh, there may be a time and place where I can't meet with every brand partner. But for now, it's uh, very much so my mission and goal to be able to do that. Final question for Afsal Hassan with Canada Royalty. What are the traits and a couple of words that any company right now needs in order to build themselves to become the next cannabis brand? And if they have those traits, how do they talk to you? I, I tell people it always starts with the product itself. And it's not about do you have the fanciest vape pen? Do you have the coolest looking flower or whatever it might be? It's product that's there to serve a need. The, the companies that resonate with me the most are the entrepreneurs that have created a product because either they needed it or their community needed that product. And at its core, that's where you have the strongest interaction because you know what? I can find on this floor dozens of vape pens, one better than the next. But you know what the one is that's going to win, win this battle? Mm -hmm. It's the one that people want to consume. That's right. what makes a difference. And so if you've come up with a product that you think is really special and it's served a need in your life or somebody else's life, call us because that's exactly what we want to hear. I don't care what your sales look like. I don't care how much facilities you have, how much experience, etc. That kernel of innovation is something that I can never hope to replicate and I respect and value a lot and that's exactly what we're looking to nurture. What's the website? Canaroyalty.com. Uh, find us. Please get in touch with us. We'd love to work with you. Hassan, President and General Counsel of CanaRoyalty.com. Thank you for making the time to join us. Join us in Anaheim, California this October 22nd and 23rd at NCIA and CCIA's California Cannabis Business Conference. With 60,000 square feet of expo floor, over 3,000 cannabis business leaders, and over 100 thought leaders and policymakers, the California Cannabis Business Conference is the place to learn how to navigate the world's largest adult use market. Register today at www.CaliforniaCannabisBusinessConference.com. Thank you for listening to this edition of Grassroots Marketing on location, only on CannabisRadio.com. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.